Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are back again. Um, still, you know, COVID still going on, even though people got COVID fatigue. I think even COVID got fatigue. <laughs> so, but good news is that the CDC has um, uh, terminated the recommendation of if you're traveling, you got to be on the 14 day quarantine, even though I don't think anybody followed that, uh, um, that um, guidance. But with the CDC um, um, getting rid of that basically kind of tells you we may be, you know, maybe getting beyond the, the thick of things. We're coming out of the woods a little bit. We're still in the woods, but now I can see, you know, a field ahead. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get there before the flu season starts because I can't imagine going through this with the flu season. And then you like, do I have the flu? Or do I have COVID? I do I have COVID. Right. So, um, and, it, you know, that has ramifications all over the place. So, Dr. Daniels, a lot going on um, in the news. We got the shooting in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which when I saw it, um, I shed a tear. And the reason why I shed a tear was the way that it happened. Yes. And I was like, this is this is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's it's – and the people of Wisconsin up there protesting and doing things is like you said, you know, if you don't hear me, I'm going to like pass hollering. Now I got some actions got to start happening. Mm-hmm. And what, what can be done individually mm-hmm. from the people that say that's not in, I'm not, I don't live in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but what can I do individually to help People understand that time is up. Enough is enough. Well, you know, I think that, um, I mean, when you think about the issue that happened in Wisconsin, you know, I mean, like you said, it's it's horrific. You know, you you got a young man who is called because there is a a domestic quarrel that he's not involved in, but he's called because he wants to protect his own family, his children, you know. And so he... He makes sure his children are safe, and he's trying to 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 um, to, to quell the situation. Uh, the police show up, and they do what police often do, which is assume that if you are a black man, that you're part of the problem rather than being part of the solution. Right. And so, uh, reportedly, you know, they they tased him. Uh, I say reportedly because you know the t- the video doesn't show that, but exactly. But but they tased him, and and. Um, if they did, they didn't know what they were doing because that means they must have missed him. Uh, but anyway, you know, as you know, they follow him around to the to his car, and within seconds of him opening the door, you know, they just they shoot him in the back, right? And now he's paralyzed. His kids are in the car, and he's paralyzed. Um, you know, and 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 we get the same old same old statements all the time. You know, I fear for my safety, and that's why I had to shoot shoot him seven times in the back, right? right? Uh, two officers and you couldn't just tackle the man, right? <laughs> you, you know, or two of you couldn't use your stun guns on the man right. or, or you couldn't use your, your nightstick with, with what we used to do as opposed to pulling guns out all the time. Right. So, uh, but, but, you know, we have to, I mean, I, I get the marching. I think we should march. I think we should protest peacefully, but we have to change the world that we live in now. I say that to say it this way. 
Black men are being uh, targeted, it, it, it seems, uh, all the time. Uh, we're looked at in a, in a negative light. Um, we always presume guilty until, until, you know, proven innocent kind of thing. Uh, and, we, and we complain about that. We, you know, we're marching and all those kind of things. We have more non-black folk marching than we have black folk marching. Mm-hmm. The world has now looked at what's happening to us and said, it's not fair. You know, people are marching all overseas and other countries and, 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 and people who you would never think that would say Black Lives Matter are now saying Black Lives Matter. Right. If, if you watch the basketball playoffs, right, you know, you got signs on the floor, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, the white players that even have on some of their jerseys, Black Lives Matter. Right. You know, the world seems to have a new consciousness. Um, however, the question is, do black men think Black Lives Matter in a way that will change? Right. And I'm saying it to say this. Look at the percentage of black men that vote, right? Right. Right. So to not vote is the indication that you yourself must not think you matter. Because here's what I hear young black guys saying, why should I vote? One vote doesn't matter. Hmm. So if you're saying one vote doesn't matter, you just said your black life didn't matter, right? right? Because if you thought you mattered, you would vote. If all the black men vote, if all the young gangbangers who haven't yet been convicted of a federal crime, if all those people would vote, it would change the inner cities. It would change the dynamics. Mm. It would change our financial situations. It would change all that kind of stuff. So the reasons why people say that they are doing things, we would be able to change them because we would have people in office that understand our pain and understand what we are going through. Uh, there's no reason why um, we cannot put people in office that understand us, especially when we're in places where we are the majority or where we are uh, um, have allies, mm-hmm. e- enough allies to make us, you know, the majority. Yeah. So basically what you're saying, we need to start showing up to these council meetings Um you know, you know, you you're on, uh, at home chilling, and, and you passing by C-SPAN, and there's some guy up there with a dry voice. He's actually talking about something that is going that could impact you, but we blow right on past it. Mm-hmm. We don't go to our council meetings. We don't go to even civic league meetings to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine what would happen um, if you had gangbangers just show up at the council meetings? And and then like when it's time for to hear comments from the audience, like you stand up and you say something. Little Ray Ray stood up, right, and said something. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the here's the ironic here's what's ironic about us, right? Now let's 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 look at things in a real way. Let's take one little thing. Let's take marijuana for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now here's what we know that young people and old people smoke marijuana. Right. Right. They smoke pot. Okay. Here's what we also know, that more people are okay with smoking pot than are not okay with smoking pot. That's correct. The question then is, why is it still illegal? Right. It doesn't make sense. No, it does not make sense at all. So if everybody voted, if all, <laughs> if all those young gangbangers voted, then they could, they, could, they, could, they could smoke a blunt in public <laughs> right. and not get locked up. They could carry the ounce in their car and that would not be justification for a search 
because you had, you know, because they smelled right. marijuana. Right. I, you know, I'm not an advocate of it, but I'm just saying that's the reality of it, right? So it's like what you're saying is that if, if black lives matter, then we don't act like black lives matter individually because we don't, we aren't at the city council meetings telling and voicing and yelling and screaming. We are um, reactionary yes. and we're not progressive. You know, if, if when, f for example, in the city of Virginia Beach, they are now looking to hire a new chief of police, right? Mm -hmm. Well, shouldn't black folk be at every city council meeting up until the time they'd make that hire, voicing their dismay over any problems they felt there were in that right. city as far as policing? Shouldn't they be out, you know, at every city council meeting saying, hey, this is the type of person we want you to hire, right. a person that understands, you know, uh, uh, true community policing, those kind of things. What will happen is we will wait till after they hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And after something happens, after someone gets shot, and then we will complain. Uh, but if, if, we, if we truly matter, individually, we, everybody must stand up and say we matter, not just by burning a building, but by changing the system. And that's how you change the system. So do we so do we have to wait forty years like the Israelites before we can get there? We've already waited uh, to <laughs> uh, 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 more than forty. Memory serves me correct. The first slaves uh, hit this country in the sixteen hundreds, yeah, and it's now two thousand. <laughs> so so we, we we waited more than forty years. But you understand where I'm coming from? I, I, I get you. No, it could be done. Here's the irony of it. It could be done in one voting cycle. Mm. One voting cycle would make the difference. You see, black blacks traditionally show up at national elections. Yeah. Because our presumption is that's what's most important. But it is not. All politics really are local as far as how they truly affect you. So what we should be doing is, for example, the person that impacts the uh, criminal justice system the most as far as unequal treatment is the uh, wh whoever you elect as your prosecuting attorney and your state attorney general. Those are the two people that determine, you know, how, 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 how uh, the disparate treatment of blacks and whites go as far as the criminal justice system. So you need an attorney general that is sensitive to the black community that starts off at the state level. But you also need a prosecuting attorney because that's the one that determines who gets prosecuted. See, we blame the police, but it's not the police that prosecutes you. Right. It's the prosecuting attorney that decides, yes, I'm going to take this you know, case. Yes, I'm going to prosecute this case, right? And yes, I'm going to ask for the maximum penalty you know, as far as the, the sentencing goes. Right. So if you get people that understand your community and that are sensitive to the community, then that means they will prosecute the, the white boy who has cocaine just like they'll prosecute the black boy that has cocaine, and they will ask for the same penalty. Right. So, and, and, and those are elected officials. So you have to vote people in in those positions that are sensitive to your communities. The same thing with city council people because they're the ones that elect city, they're, they're the ones that hire city managers. The city managers are the ones that hire chief of police. And so the way that the city is organized and managed is based on the city manager's office. That's what we need to do. If we do that, that's one election cycle that right. will change the city overnight. Right. And, and, and you get a whole new dynamic. 
well, just like you know where money goes, where money goes is a is 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 a uh, a product of who's in city council, mm-hmm. and 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 that will determine whether you whether you put money for after school programs, social programs, you know what what have you. That's one cycle, one voting cycle, two years, and we could change every city in the country. Let me ask you a question: Is do we have an age issue when it comes to the time frame of this happening? Because if you, okay, even though you're able to vote at 18, mm-hmm. now most people at 18 years old ain't thinking about what you just talked about. You might not even, you might be 30 by the time you start thinking about that stuff on that level. Mm-hmm. And maybe even farther than that. Mm-hmm. Is those 20, 10, 12 years the issue by the time you get old enough to realize I got to go do this stuff is now past. Like it's not affecting me as much anymore. You well, follow what I'm saying? No, I get you. Well, I don't think it's an age each issue. I think it's an education issue. And here's why I say education issue. I, I voted first when I was 18 years old and I haven't missed a, I haven't missed a vote since then at age 18. But that was an education issue. That was because I grew up doing doing that movement where you know red, black, and green was right. you know with the Panther Party and this kind of thing. So because of that, you couldn't wait to go down there and vote and let your voice be heard. Now my children registered to vote when they were eighteen because I educated them mm-hmm. to that point. Right. Now do they always know all the issues? No, and 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 oftentimes what they would say when they were in their you know teens and early twenties, Dad, who are you voting for? Right. <laughs> and that was how they would vote. Well, okay, that's fine. At least they voted, you know. Right. And, and so I think if see if parents educate their children, you know, and, and just like you push your children to go to school or to go to college, we should push our children to register to vote. And then if they don't know, we should tell them who to vote for. Just like they don't always know what school to go to, but you tell them you're going to school. You know, right. they might not know to go to college, but you tell them you're going to college. Right. So we should tell them who to vote for because they may not know. And, 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 and I'm okay with that concept of, of you telling your child who to vote for if they don't know. Um, uh, because the bottom line is that's the way life is all the time. Why should I let a politician tell my child who to vote for? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what makes the politician more adept at the, at the problems that my child faces? Right. I know what problems my child face. So I don't need the, 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 the adver- advertisement from the politician to tell them who to vote for. I can do that myself and say who to vote for so that's why I say I think it's an education issue as to, as to, as to who does what. It's us educating our children and it's, it's citizens educating other children as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's also, too, a marketing issue because once the election's over with, you don't see them politicians halfway anymore. Mm-mm. Unless you was to go to a council meeting or some issue was to come up. You know, um, I know Bobby Scott does a, a great job of letting people know that when he's coming in, Mm-hmm. Area and he'll you know let people know it's like I'm gonna be over here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you don't get that from a lot of other politicians. Like once the election's over with, you don't see them again for another two years. And and that's that's very true. Um, uh, I, I can tell you, um, there's only been a couple that I can say recently. You know, Elaine Loria is one who is always out and about all the time. She's out and about every time I turn around. She's she's somewhere doing something. Uh, and at a local level, I will say that um, Nancy Guy is out all the time making things happen. She's another state state uh, delegate. Um, 
that you know in the area that that we that we have. Um, but but you're right. The, the congressperson in my area, this, the, the, uh, you know, and, and I rarely, if ever, hear of him being back doing town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now did I vote for him? Yes. Okay, but. You know, I, I I stay in touch with him. He doesn't stay in touch with me. Gotcha. You know, kind of deal. But I don't blame them. Now I don't blame them because you know what? They are busy people, and so therefore I I don't I don't think that while I think they should, you know, I don't expect them to call me and email me. You know, right. even though some do, I don't expect everybody to do right. that. I don't expect anybody to take my life as seriously as I take my life. Yeah, there you go. You know, so you don't have to stay in touch with me. I'm going to stay in touch with you because you're determining my livelihood. You're determining the, the quality of my life. I, I think most people who are black don't understand the power they have when you go to a congressman, mm. when you go to your state representative, you know, when you, now not just in person, but just to mail them a letter you know, send them an email. Most people don't know the, or make a phone call, the impact that that has on them. And, and, and I'll give you an example of what I'm referring to real quick. Um, some time ago, my sister-in-law was murdered. Okay. Um, now I realized that, that the prosecution of a, a criminal is a local matter, right? It's a local matter, but also understand the impact it has when people who are high up in the chain of command put pressure on you. So I wrote to the president of the United States at that time, which was uh, Bush number one. I wrote to him, explained to him what happened and asked for his help. I got a personal letter back from the president. Wow. A personal letter to, to just remind first he expressed his, um, you know, his concern, so forth and so on. Then he said in a letter that, you know, as you know, you know, that's a local matter. However, please understand, I'm going to stay on top of this and I'm going to make sure uh, that, um, uh, that, 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 that we oversee the process to ensure that it's fair and equitable for all concerned. Okay. Now, I only wrote to him. However, then I get a letter from the state attorney general. <laughs> Right. Telling me the same thing, basically. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> we going to make sure that the prosecutor does their job. Then I get a phone call from the prosecutor locally saying, don't worry, we're going to fry him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't use those terms. But right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know what I'm saying? But just that one letter, you know, it took all of what? It took me about 30 minutes to, to, gra- tra- gra- to, to you know, to, to craft the letter and send it off. And I get all those responses from the president on down. Most people don't understand that, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to get action because believe it or not, most elected officials want to serve. They really want to serve, but most people don't take advantage of what they offer. All of them say all the time, my office is open to you. They have staff that they hire to handle the problems, right. but we're just, we don't always do it. But that's what we need to do is to use them. Because they want to know that you're, you, you know, you're pushing them. Yeah. Now, for the for the politicians that are in office that you may not have voted for, mm-hmm. you're basically saying you should do the same thing. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether I voted for you or not. You are still my congressman. And, and that's the part that I think people need to really grasp. Okay. And part of the issue is in America, we've become so team oriented. Mm -hmm. Like politics is not football. Like when your guy loses, he lost. The guy representing you is got us in office. That's, your, that's right. So he's representing, he is supposed to represent you. So then you got to go down there. You got to talk to him. But if you say, well, you know, he's a Republican. I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk to him because he ain't, he ain't going to listen to me in no way. Well, if you don't even try to go down there and talk to him. He don't even know your issue. Well, here's the other thing. He doesn't know you didn't vote for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, not, not one letter have I written said, I, I did not you. vote for you. <laughs> However, would you please help me? Right. No, 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 no. I, currently, my congressman is a Democrat. But, but prior to this person, uh, and it's Meacham. Meacham is my congressman. Prior to that, it was a Republican. I wrote to him all the time, yeah. expressing my concerns, expressing, expressing my dismay over his voting, you know, all those kind of things. He always responded back, always. I never said I didn't vote for him. Right. But he always responded back. And, you know, even here's the kicker. You know, as you know, I was a federal employee, right? I had a problem on my job as a federal employee, and I wrote to my congressman. Okay, he was a Republican at right. the time. He wrote me back and said, you know, basically this. As you know, as your congressman, as little I can do about, you know, things on the job. However, I'm going to make sure that uh, at that time, the secretary of Department of Commerce, I'm going to make sure he's aware that you are experiencing these problems. Right. And he did. OK. Now, when he told the secretary of commerce, even though he has no jurisdiction over him, the secretary of commerce told these, the uh, uh, National Ocean, Oceanic Atmospheric Administration told that chief. Now, when it came down like that, <laughs> okay, it didn't matter that the congressman could do nothing. The simple fact that he told the secretary, the secretary tells that person, and then that person tells the next person, all issues were resolved. <laughs> okay? Right. Just that simple. Because it doesn't matter oftentimes whether or not the person is for or against you. All they have to do is just say, I got a complaint from this person and everybody wants to make that person above them happy. Boy, I, I really hope everybody caught that. That was, that was a gold nugget there. A, a life gold nugget mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, I'm going to apply from here on out. Cause off air, you told me to CB, when you make a complaint, don't go one level up. Mm -mm. No, no. <laughs> Cause one level up don't change that. <laughs> Here's how I look at it. When I got a complaint, do I go to my angel or do I go to my God? Mm. That's a good one. I always go to the top. Go to the top. <laughs> it's always, Lord, I got a problem. Lord, fix it. Right. <laughs> okay. I ain't got time to deal with the peons. <laughs> I'm going straight to the top. <laughs> Jesus, I got a problem. I, got a problem. <laughs> I know. I, and I know my guardian angel look at me sometimes and Lord. <laughs> He was just won't act right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I'm going to the top hallway. I don't know what's wrong with your angels, Lord, but something ain't right. Okay. Can you talk to him? Okay. I'm not going to the archangel. <laughs> I'm going straight to the top. You know what would be what would be interesting? 
in most people's frustration is can you imagine if you became your own guardian angel Mm -hmm. and then you sat back and watched some of the stupid stuff you did or do on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and you can see because, you know, the angels, go, it's, it's got the, the gift of seeing the future, like right, right. what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine that frustration that you would have with yourself? Well, you know, I, I tell you, this, this is how I kind of look at it. I, I look at how I view my children. Mm. And I think that that's why, probably the way the angels view me. You know, because I look at some of, this, some of this stuff. Well, I'm sure my parents did the same thing with me. You know, saying, look yeah. at this fool. You know, think he know everything. <laughs> right. right. And so, and, and so it, at some point, it becomes kind of hilarious. You know what I mean? Some point, sometimes you have to laugh, right? So <laughs> what is this fool doing? They know, you know, do they really think I don't see them doing? You know, and right. I, I think that's what the angel says about us too. But that's their job, right? Their job is to make sure that we are taken care of. And so just like we laugh at our kids, that's how I think. We laugh at our kids. We get angry with our kids. But our job is take care of our kids. Right. So sometimes you're going to let them stumble so they can learn. But then sometimes you say to yourself, well, if they stumble on this one, it's going to be too great. Yeah. So I got to stop them from doing this. But so I think the angels do the same thing to us, you know? And so, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah, but I, I agree with you. It's got to be funny. Yeah. So let's segue over to um, Liberty University mm-hmm. where because of angels, huh? right? Or needing an angel? <laughs> Look like the, the guardian angel fell asleep. Fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> like now, with everything going on in America, I'm sitting. You know, I get a notification from uh, USA Today on my phone. It says the Liberty University uh, president has resigned. Uh, okay, <laughs> two hours later, I get another alert. He rescinded his resignation. I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So apparently, he's involved in a sex scandal mm-hmm. where um, this is uh, Jerry, this is Junior, right? right. Falwell Jer- Junior. Jerry Falwell's son. Right. right. So um, apparently, he knows of his wife having an affair. Mm-hmm. And he knows of it. Not only does he know of it, he allows it. I'll say he accepts it. Okay. It's, we'll go with accept. Yeah. All right. Now, the reason why I say accepts, because allow means, you know, I'm a party to it. You can't allow a person to do anything. They, you know, it ain't like that you, you can't control them. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So this goes on and it causes him to resign from his position at Liberty University. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor Daniels, um, it's news. I, I can honestly say I really don't care either way. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why? Ain't like he was on the job. That, that wasn't nothing that he did on the job. Mm-hmm. You know, he's running a good university. We've seen the university blossom over the years. You know, everything's going good. And because of this? I agree with you. I think it's the... Well, let me say it this way. I I understand his trying to protect the character of the university, and I applaud him for that. I understand that there are people that thought he should resign because their thought process is, you know, and the Bible says that, you know, 
a man that uh, a, 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 a religious leader, a, a pastor that cannot rule his own household well, cannot rule the household of God. Uh, but the, this is not necessarily the household of God. This is a university. OK, but I get the parallel. Some people would say, how can you rule this if you can't rule your house, your own household? Well, I would say this. There's no man that can that can truly rule his whole household. There's not a one of us that can make our children do anything or make our spouses do anything. In fact, um, it is the law of love that we employ to say, we, you know, we're going to love you enough so that you will want to do the right thing by right. us. You know, not that you have to do the right thing by us. So his wife having an affair to me has nothing to do with his ability to manage that school. Right. Now, maybe he was spending too much time at the school. And so she could say, well, you won't spend enough time with me because I don't buy that either. Although I know that's what people will say, because what I have found is that women tend to justify a woman having an affair and tear a man down if he having an affair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think that's justifiable either. I'm saying to him, not that he's listening, but if he is listening, man, go on back to work. Uh, stop this foolishness. Don't resign. Go to work. As you have said, the university is doing fine under his leadership. Right. Even though I don't like his politics, the university is doing well under his leadership. So go back to work. Tell your wife, listen, if you're going to have to stay with this young man, then he's going to have to start paying some bills. <laughs> you know, so if, if you want to stay with him, you got to move in with him. Okay. You, you, you can't stay in this house on the right. camp. You can't, you can't stay at the chancellor's uh, residence. Right. And, and be giving all the goodies away to the pool boy. Y'all got to move in <laughs> together. Go and get you, go down the red roof in and stay down there. Okay. This whole thing is just, I mean, for the listeners that's listening and watching, if you go down 460 and you see Liberty University now, like now, it's like two to three times bigger than what it was 10 years ago. He done, he's done a phenomenal job. You can't, you know, you, you, you just got to say he's done a great job as right. being the chancellor. Yeah. The basketball arena got built, football stadium got built, football program. Um, who was that that they beat? I forgot. It was a big school. Basketball program? Is, no, I'm talking uh, about the football program. I'm saying, I'm saying both. I know because you're a football guy. <laughs> both programs are doing well. Yeah. You know, uh, basketball, they, they, go to the, they go to the dance. Usually they go to the dance for the last five years. You know, right. they, 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 they've been top in their conference. So, you know, at football team, they, they beat Norfolk State. Football team's doing well. Yeah. So, you know. Matter of fact, I see Liberty on on ESPN more than I see ODU on ESPN. Right, right. Liberty, yes, that's what that's what doesn't make sense about this whole entire thing. Like this really seems like something that somebody got news of or got winds of and did not like him and wanted to take him down. You know, and you know. Again, I won't. I, I was not in 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 the room when this happened, but I I had to ask myself this: How did the wife's affair get public? Yeah, did she release it, or did the pool boy release it? You know, was this a blackmail issue? Right. You know, you, you, either you, what you know, whatever, whatever, you know, kind of right. deal, 
Or was she mad at him because she expected him to do something different? So she got mad and told somebody. Who knows what happened? Uh, but it all just seems kind of crazy to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, let me tell you. And I say this, I say this privately and I say it publicly. If my wife were to have an affair with the pool guy, I only have a pool guy, let's say with a neighbor, okay? And um, for some reason, she said, I'm not going to give him up. My only, my only advice to her would be, well, I hope he got a spare room. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of here. That's all. Of, that, that's it. Am I going to resign because my wife did something? No. I'm not going to resign because my wife did something. You know, now I might decide I'm going to leave, but it wouldn't be because of her. Right. It'd be because I'm just deciding, you know what? I'm just going to take a break for my own mental health. You know, and then it, then it would just be a leave of absence to get myself together right. and come back and be better than I was before. Right. You know, it all happened. Right. Go down to Jamaica. That's that's right. <laughs> or, 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 or Michael got his groove back. All right. Go to Jamaica. <laughs> I'll come back speaking. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> And people are trying to be like, Pastor, you acted different. Hey. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. So, but yeah, I don't I don't get it either, brother. It just it it defies logic. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, we you know, covering uh current topics, and that was up one of the ones up there. And I was like, well, I mean, it's there, you know. Yeah. But I I, I expect something um for one. He's too powerful in that university network for him to be gone. It's kind of like when Dale, remember when Michael Dale left Dale? And it's like, and, and then it started, and that ain't plummet, but it was started declining. It's like within five years, he was back at the CEO because they're not going to let it, he's not going to let it fail. And then they know who they need to have in the, in the office. Right, right. You, you know, you never know. I mean, again, and you know, like I say, I, you know, I don't know who's on the board. You know, you don't know who the, who the board is. I know the chancellor has a lot of clout. I know the chancellor makes a lot of great decisions. Um, uh, but I, you know, I'm, you know, like I say, I'm not familiar enough with how that, how they, you know, governing body works, but I kind of equate it like to Regent university. You know, if, if something were to happen to Pat Robertson, you know, I mean, um, you would hope that he has equipped those who can, you know, who can follow him so that it doesn't go down. It keeps moving forward. Right. Uh, but if something negatively happened to Pat Robinson, you know, then I'm like, like you say, you know, I, I think it would have a devastating impact, but just because of the name, the brand recognition, you know, when you look at, you know, him and Regent, you, you know, they kind of locked in and the same thing with um, Falwell and Liberty University, that name recognition kind of sets the stage, you know, if, right. if you can't trust, Fall wheels. Who can you trust? Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there anything you like to bring up before uh, we close out? Well, you know, all I can say is what we've been saying for so long, and 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 I got to keep echoing. We, we need, young men, black men need to vote. Black women, we need to vote. And I know that there are a lot of people that that uh, have various reasons for saying they're not going to vote. We can't make the same mistake we made in 2016. Yes. Right. You know, we, we, we let uh, people tell us that we should not vote for uh, Hillary Clinton because she was a liar. And there are, there are people that believe that foolishness um, as if uh, Donald Trump don't lie. OK, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm saying you need to vote now. 
but what I'm also saying to you is this, is that um, if you don't like racism, if you don't like misogynistic behavior, if you don't like uh, uh, um, those that um, are in favor of the rich becoming richer on the sweat of the poor, if you don't like injustice, then you need to vote for um, the Democratic ticket. I'm telling you that right now because um, the president that we currently have uh, is obvious to me that he cares more about himself, his family, than he cares about us. It, it, he cares about his own reelection. There's no way we should still be facing this pandemic the way we are. Yeah. We are supposedly the smartest and the richest nation in the world, but we have one fourth of those affected by this pandemic. One four, and we're not the largest population, right? But we got one fourth of those affected, right? One fifth of the deaths worldwide happened in the United States. That is crazy. Yeah. When all he had to do, all he had to do was follow the advice of the politicians, which was shut the nation down. Yeah. For two weeks, not just shut down a couple of cities or a couple of states, but shut the whole nation down for two weeks. And that way it would have been over with. We would have isolated the problems quickly. The folk that had it would have been, it would have been a done deal. And then put a, you know, universal mask, wear your mask. We've been good to go. But he didn't do it because he's worried about, you know, how he's going to look. And now look at us. Since March and we're still doing the same foolishness. So I'm just saying, if you love your older grandparents, your your older parents, people who have high risk, you better get some sense and vote for somebody who's not afraid to make a tough decision. You know the crazy thing? Wuhan is now having massive pool parties. People out there with no mask on because they did what they, was, what they needed to do for, yeah. and they had to stay a little bit longer because it was epicenter. Right. But they did what they, they needed to do it's an age-old saying, if you sacrifice a little bit now, you can have a lot great stuff later. Right. So just, and you know, you know, I, I got a trip coming up, but if they was to go ahead and say, <laughs> if they was to go ahead and say, uh, all right, let's just go ahead and nip this in the bud. Let's say mm-hmm. November, well, he's not going to office right in November. Let's say, let's say this stuff's going on in, in January. Mm-hmm. And Biden gets, you know, um, inauguration and the next day he say we're shutting everything down two weeks mm-hmm. you know just to go let, let's kill this thing with a sledgehammer like not just baby it let's go ahead and kill it mm-hmm. you know cause after Christmas you know after New Year you ain't going nowhere no way Mm-mm. it's cold most places so you shut it down there everything's okay It'd be a done deal. Be a, if we wipe this thing out instead of carrying on to 2021, I'll 2022. I'll sacrifice my vacation. I really. Because it, it, it ain't like I can't go later. Right. If you shut everything down, then they ain't going to keep my money. <laughs> right. That's right. So wouldn't bother me in the least bit. But we, all this current president does is blame other people. See, he blames China. And he likes to call it the China virus. Like we're gonna stop calling the coronavirus because he says China, right? You know, but that's what you got some folk, some some of these crazy folk out here saying it's the China virus. It, no, it ain't. It, it's the United States virus. We got more folk affected than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he blamed Obama. He been in president for three years, and you gonna blame Obama? 
You've been president for three years. So what you're saying is your first three years, you did nothing. See, you, you want to blame Obama when something go bad, but you want to blame yourself when something go good. That's what I'm saying. You know, I know that a lot of folk ain't going to agree, not going to agree with me, right. but I'm saying if you vote for this guy, you done lost your mind. That's all I got to say. I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like uh, President Trump has been campaigning, never stopped campaigning. He has never stopped campaigning and he has never done anything. You know, he takes credit for what other people have done and he blames people if it if 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 things go bad, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the, I'm so, I he I am so sick and tired of hearing him talk about what Obama did. Yeah. You've been president now for f- almost four years. You've been president for three years and several months, and you still talking about what happened on the watch before you. Yeah. He blaming Obama for not having PPE equipment. What the heck is that? Right. He blaming Obama for that. He all this time he had it to to. To ramp up and get some equipment. See, Obama did not b- blame Bush for the housing crisis. He did not. He did not blame Bush for the problem that they had in Detroit. He came in. He fixed Detroit. He got the auto industry running back again. Mm-hmm. He got the housing market. He straightened the housing market up. He put Wall Street in check. He didn't blame everybody. He just did what he had to do. All this guy does is blame other people. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, if he was running a business, he would be fired. If he was running a business and was the CEO for three years mm-hmm. and kept blaming the previous CEO, the board would fire him. Matter of fact, he'd have got fired in February. Not th- bingo. That's what I'm saying. Right. When he, based on his response to his initial response to the coronavirus and I'm okay. If I'm being conservative, let's say March, he'd have been gone, gone because we gave you a month to figure out what we're going to do with this. And then when nothing really happened, you know, you going back and forth for Como in New York, you know, it's like, this ain't helping. Like, okay, this is in New York and in California, but these people travel places. So what are we going to do? His first response was, it's fake news. Yeah. That was what he said first. It's fake news. It's the Democrats trying to drum up something. Yeah. The dumbest thing. So again, if you got a CEO and he looks at the trend and the trend says that, you know what? Uh, people are going to stop buying, you know, this particular, you know, type of product because there's a recall and your CEO says, let's keep making it anyway. <laughs> right. And you start losing billions of dollars, it just is gone. He's fired. Remember, the, remember what um, happened with Bridgestone? One of them Bridgestone tires, and they knew the tires was defective, and they kept making them anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He's gone. As a matter of fact, it can become criminal. Yeah, you know, you know, you got a defect in your car, and you keep letting it happen, and and people get hurt behind it. You c- can be criminally prosecuted for that. Right. Right. I'm just saying, if he was in business doing this mess, the board of directors would vote him out. I ain't figured out yet why this board of directors in the Senate won't vote him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, when the, the convention's going on right now, I'm actually a little bit shocked that the Republican Party itself ain't just stood up and like, you know what? I can't let you just sink this whole entire ship. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I agree with you. I have, I, you know, I, I told my wife this. 
I don't know what he has, but it's almost like he has uh, a, put them in a trance. You know, got dirt like he got dirt on everybody. Like he got dirt on everybody or something, something. Because even with Nixon, it was the Republicans that finally came to Nixon and said, "Hey, look, bro, you got to go. <laughs> right. You got to go. You can't yeah. stay here. You got to go." This guy is is and and and, and you got um, the even the moral. That, that's what I don't get. The moral majority and the religious right hold him up. How in the heck can you be the moral majority and the religious right and you hold up a man who, number one, who on national television says, yeah, I love grabbing women, you know, in the private parts. You know, it's, so what? You, you know, you had to grab them a little bit here and there. Come, come on now. Right. How in the world can you say, yeah, we're going to, ba-? I mean, you, 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 you know, granted, you don't vote a president in based on that. But if you are the religious right, if you, you are the moral majority, why are you sacrificing your principles and saying, yes, this is the God sin? Now, again, I'm going to go to Farwell right quick. Because Farwell said, that Junior, that God put Trump in office because God said he's the man for this time. It's if like, you know, the Lord was looking down saying, this is such a great Christian. We want him in office. Come on. And the same people were saying, that Trump, that Hillary Clinton was such a liar that you can't have a sinner in office. You can't have a sinner in office right? as if Hillary Clinton had four or five boyfriends. And we know Trump was dating uh, Stormy Daniels. Right. You know, no a prostitute, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange times. The only way I can say that, that God sent um, Trump down here is the same way that... Uh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's the only thing I can think of. Then uh, you know what? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I'm your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time. Peace. (laughs) 